pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod, brought to you this week in partnership with RugbyPass.com, which is an awesome live streaming and rugby content website that's shaking things up. And if you haven't come across it yet, check them out. They offer live streaming of Six Nations, Super Rugby, Pro 12, Goody, Premiership, and it's available in some Asian markets as well for the time being. It's kind of like Netflix, but for rugby. And they also have some great content, which is open to everyone, including this podcast. So go and check them out and maybe even just maybe send them a tweet and let them know that uh, you've heard the rugby pod and you've and they've got great taste in, in podcasts. So maybe. It's, it's Netflix and chill or it's rugby pass and chill, right? <laughs> yeah, if that's what gets you going. So wrong. Welcome, uh, Andy and Jim. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. And Good we've also here. got a very special guest today. We've got a couple of special guests. Uh, we've got Darren Cave. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. And uh, and your biggest fan is here, Andy McNair. He's <laughs> <laughs> like the super yeah. fan. Yeah, he can't stop smiling. He can't stop smiling. Absolutely. Shh, you're not allowed to talk. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> how things been over the over the last week since we, since we caught up? What's been going on? Well, I'm I'm buggered. I've oh, yeah. uh, been all over the place today. I've been in Nottingham all day doing a photo shoot. In where? Nottingham. Okay, better. What better, did I better. say? Nottingham. Well, yeah, that's the Scottish Scottish accent. Oh, right, coming out again. No, I'm doing a photo shoot for a catalogue. So I'm going to be high the, and mighty. No, no, fat and skinny. No, it's um, um, body a co- like a multiwheelybin.com. No. <laughs> co- no, it's better than that. They're actually quite good. They're, they're, they're a company called Player Layer. Oh. Player Layer. Player Layer. Player Layer. So they uh, what? They're, they're huge in the market. That they make what bespoke market? women's leggings. <laughs> they so are. You got your chicken hey, legs out. No, again. no, no. Seriously, hey, it looked good. I had drones. I was like running on it. I shouldn't. If the coach is listening, which Kevin Sorrell does, you don't run. Matt, I promise you, you want to see, they've done a video in black and white, it was like Rocky Balboa style. Do you know who got it was more, you... I reckon it was more, that's Mr. Gilmore's jacket. That's what I thought, it looked pretty good. And do you know who actually sorted me out? Sam Raven, the slug. Oh, Ravo's arm. Ravo's arm sorted me out. He started a new agency, I'm going to name drop it, Full Contact. So he sorted me out. He Sick sorted me out. So I've been in Nottingham all day, photo shoot catalogue. The big time. Big. I've hit the big time. You're a model. I'm a model. That's what they want. They want to sell millions of rugby jerseys and women's leggings. I'd, oh, it was a red. You, you actually cover both things there, don't you? Obviously, playing rugby and you've got legs like a fucking woman. <laughs> the edit, mate. All I know is I'm wearing full on skin, so skin bottom, skin, t- skin top. You have to be ripped up Jeez. to do that, don't you? Tell the Karen, mate. Absolute athlete here. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Why, ha- why have they chosen you? What, what, what do you think? Why? Tell me. Matt, I'm playing for the best team in the in the country. What wasps? They're top of the league by six. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did they win last year? Uh, this this year. Well, there you go. We're top, anyway, we so are top of the league, league, so we are top of the league. Yeah, so we, we won double. But Darren, yeah. you you obviously listen to the show. Oh, do you listen to the show? Oh yeah, we're big fans of Ulster. Yeah, so they pretty much say uh, things that you're not allowed to say and that every rugby player is thinking things you're not allowed to say in normal interviews. I've retired now. I can say what I want. <laughs> yeah, well the boys Jim's are like. You know, listen to this rugby podcast, and I'm thinking we're flat out all day, meetings, training. The last thing I want to do is listen to a podcast, but I decided to give it a rattle in the end, and it's a very interesting lesson. Yeah. So, is there anything you just want to get off your chest and say that you can't say in real interviews now, just straight off the bat? <laughs> yeah. I said to Jim, "There, make your mum. We're allowed to swear, aren't we? Go. Uh, no, I'm too scared. Just say it. Fuck. Fear <laughs> people. Fuck. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, hey, Dad. Come on. Come on. <laughs> So He's what, got what? some stories, though. He has got some stories. Yeah. We're going to hear about them later. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah, because yeah, I've had a couple of nights out in Belfast. Can I ask one question and you can tell me what it's like? So I've been out in Belfast a few times, and every time I go out, there's nothing wrong with transvestites, by the way, but there's always a transve- transvestite. Wow, here we go boys. now. 
Go on. Over to Darren. Darren Over knows. to Darren. Who is, the, who is this transvestite? Is Over it a girl? Is it a boy? Over to Darren. It's a... Uh, it looks like a bloke. Massive wabbers. Teddy Von Tramp. Even Boom. essentially a really famous tranny in Belfast. Yeah. Now, now Darren, tell the story. Here Come we on. go. Well, basically, I was trying to think how to play it against Jim before, and I was going, ah, I don't even know. We wouldn't remember each other on the field, but I was going, oh, I know I've played against him because I remember so a what, couple can of you nights say out. Jim does nothing on the field, so you don't remember. <laughs> I know. I know. My legacy is off the field. <laughs> I know more as much about mauling and scrummaging as Jim knows about the outside channels. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah, true. You'd have danced around him a couple of times, I reckon. Right. <laughs> I don't know about that. Every time, if it's for Saris, we've got dished up, but we'll not get into that. True. Um, so have, on this night out, and there's this bar called, it used to be called Mint, and it was a, a bar where lots of men frequent. Okay. But uh, upstairs <laughs> in this bar, there was a nightclub, which was open, it's the only place that's open until four or five or six, whatever. So we've played this ropey Ireland Wolfhounds against Scotland game. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. at the Ravenhill. I had a scrap with Devon Toner, he got sent off, or Sindon. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, Tag. Who's, who's filled in again? Who's laughing now? Exactly. Um, exactly. He's still playing international. And basically, all I remember about that night, so this Teddy Von Tramp sort of, I don't know, he or she, how do we refer to that? It's probably six foot two, three with the heels on. And all I remember is uh, Big Jimbo running around the VIP section of this room just going, what is that? Look, <laughs> look he wanted a slice, didn't he? I don't know if he wanted a slice. I wouldn't yeah. accuse him of that, but he definitely hadn't seen anything like it before. So he was... Puppy dog eyes, everything. He was ready to give. I, to be honest, I was still quite young. Mm. Lived in Coventry for the majority of my life. I hadn't seen... What was it called? Titty... It? Titty Van it. Trump. She is called she. Annie McNair's met her. Titty Van Trump. You've had a night with her. I've seen her. You've had a night with her as well? I've seen her in a nightclub. In the same so night I happened to. Yeah. Everyone, everyone claims to have seen her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I, 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 I touched her. I touched her on the back. touched her? What other things? Sorry, I, I feel really Nikki bad. Nicky Walker I was her. involved as well. Nicky Walker was involved <laughs> as, as well. But I, I've got nothing against transvestites. But here's a question, if you know this lady, this man. Are transvestites meant to look like women... Or not? Are they meant to be men to look like women? Like oh, I don't know. I, I, I think it's different. You, I think, tastes, I think it? you've got yourself stuck here, Jim. No, yeah, yeah. I've been. You've, seen, you've seen you've seen something in a club that you think is pretty fit, <laughs> and you've gone, "That's a bit me tonight." Oh, you've had a little six tickle, foot four. She probably run the line out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> little, you've had a little tickle downstairs and gone, "Oh," and you wanted to fill her in, but not in the way that uh, maybe just a fight, not the other fill her in. I just couldn't believe the calves could look that big in high heels. That's all. <laughs> That's all. And I think I think it might have been there that night as well that you and Chunk didn't get into rain. Rian was the nightclub. Is that? And the, was yeah, it but that then Rory McIlroy got us in. Yeah, he got you. <laughs> Lambeau parked outside. So, are you saying Rory McIlroy, you and what was her name? Titty Van. For the, that was a different night. Titty Van. Uh, that was yeah, a different yeah, night. yeah but that's a story. No, no. So we went into the club and then we went in uh, Rory McIlroy's Lamborghini. Titty Van Spiker was in the back <laughs> and we went to his house and we had a party knees around her ears yeah knees around her ears heels out the window and where oh, was that? where was a massive pipe uh, sorry uh, yeah on. anyway so we're not we're not against, against <coughs> any of that but uh, thank you for clearing that up because that's one of them things where it haunts me still to know what happened but basically nothing happened you saw the next morning or you <laughs> Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Basically, Darren and I just had a pint in the pub, and he said everything that you think happened did happen. So, uh, okay, I'm going go. back to Belfast. Then, <laughs> clear so, is uh, she still hanging about? No, I haven't. Uh, I'm a little bit older now, so I wouldn't be frequenting these uh, joints as much. But uh, I think I, she's a little bit older than I like as she, well. So, uh, do you know what the last time I saw him it was? He used to work in Debenhams in the Mac bit. Is that it? You know the makeup and all yeah. that. Oh jazz. yeah, yeah. But he like 
and then he had the he had the glasses down. He had the big snout, and then uh, when you saw him at he night, had he had the, apple. <laughs> and then when you saw him at night, he had the hair on and the the, big the Bristol cities. No, the Bristol's are out. The big <laughs> the big goggles, the lot. You all think pins yes. all over the place. Were they real? Ten to or two. Not, were they... I don't think he had them in Devon. I was when he was putting, putting the makeup on me. It's <laughs> amazing. I woke up the next day. I woke you up the lot, next day and I thought they were real. You lot in Ireland. Yes. Anyway. So speaking of uh, regret, regrets um, going on to maybe your, your career, have you got any regrets at all, Darren, or have you, you know, any highlights of, of your career so far? Anything that sticks out for you? Probably watching Jim that night with... Uh, <laughs> highlights? Titty Von... Whatever her name is. Titty Von Trump. Yeah. I bet, uh, hey, I bet there's a few more. You I've heard a, the Irish are loose, mate. You had a go, didn't you, Jim? There's a few yeah. boys who have been loose, all right. Uh, um, probably I somehow managed to sneak myself to the World Cup in 2015. Don't know how I did that. Um, only played once against Romania, but that was the big game. You won, though. Uh, we did win, yeah. Jim's only international no, win as well. I beat Romania and Georgia. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I beat, I beat Georgia as well. <laughs> yeah, nice, mate. Yeah. <laughs> played against the All Blacks ones, got absolutely spanked, but uh, it's on, still on the CV. Uh, nah, no, no real regrets. Like I wish it was a little bit better, probably. But uh, apart from that, <laughs> no, really. we do. That's what we do. You know, so as the years pass, you genuinely, generally become. You know, you were a better player. You were a good player. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man, I was garbage. Maybe you wish I was English and getting twenty-two bags of sand well, to play in the Six Nations as well. That would be nice. Yeah, I think they get twenty-eight. <laughs> Working. How much do they get a game? The England boys. I think it's twenty. I think it's twenty-four. And then they get add-ons, add-ons off the back of that box. Box duties. It's not modelling women's and uh, women's uh, leggings. Or leggings. Not. Yeah, you do the underwear. Extra, You've got yeah, to do. It's, hey, it's what I do. I've got to feed the kids. Exactly. That's all I know. Exactly. I've got to feed the kids. Play a layer. How are Check the out. contract negotiations going on for next year, Jimmy? You got anywhere close? Well, to I got through. Time? I got through seventy-six minutes at the weekend. Oh mate, I, I played com- right I, as well. I commentated on Jim's game at the weekend. Saracens against Sale for NBC over in America. How you doing, guys? We smashed them, didn't we? Saracens won very comfortably. Jim got filled in by a youngster. That's all I'm going to say. Have you seen this? Cool I read about it on Twitter. He's called you out on Twitter as well. Mate. Actually. What a lad. Have you not, you not been following it? No, I haven't. He's no. actually... You so basically, what, what, I'll tell you what's happened, and then Goody can tell me what he thinks he saw. Well, this is Jack and Ori Jim against the commentator, so I've got right. replays and everything. So there. we're going well. Defence is good. We knew Sailor run the ball. Rob Webber, my old belly monster, Tits McGee, ran square <laughs> on. I thought, right, he's having it. I've put him into next week. It was, it was like a it was like a soak up tackle, but yeah, carry on. I, I, I felt like a blitz. In fair enough, I, I, I thought I smashed him, and then I looked back, and he made five meters. Next thing, some young spunk has got me round the throat. It was just it was like daylight assault. So I've got being choked out on the floor. So next thing, I've gone full Kovskin mode, ripped the guy's shirt off into smithereens, got on top. I'm in full mount, and if I wanted to, I, I probably could have killed him. <laughs> Don't say probably could have bombed him. Yeah. <laughs> probably, could, probably could have bombed him as well. <laughs> The referee's whistle's gone. Uh, the lads are like, "What happened?" I was like, "I don't know." I, I, I blanked out, but I think I filled him in. So when you say you blanked out, he knocked you out. And what did you? See, what did you see? And anyway, I got a penalty against me for kicking out. What does that mean? Yeah, it was. They took too long over it as well. The old um, Roy Maybank, the touch judge, he's about 40, 40 years in the game. Too old for it now. He always runs on. Hey, yeah. hey, Jim, calm down, calm yeah. down. Yeah. I'm not mate. They spent about five minutes going through every single angle, and all they could see was Jim on his back. Uh, this young spunker on top of him. And then, to be fair, that's how it started. In Jim's defence, George Knott got flipped. Jim could have done anything he wanted to him. Thank then, you, Goody. Uh, true, that is the truth. Yeah, and I, That's what I said in my commentary for NBC. Uh, but 
you wind him up on Twitter and then George Knott pipes up and like, Jim's tapping out, man. It's Mate, he's, he's done a superimposed, that's quite funny. Fair yeah. play to, I think he got four more followers off the back of it. <laughs> I, uh, I retweeted it, I think, but basically he, uh, he superimposed my head on a WWE or F wrestlers and he was John Cena. So Chris Ashton actually helped me out. Chris Ashley Ashton. did get in there, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I was yeah, thinking he was going to gouge him or bite him. He didn't. He, he just, he, you know, just put his <laughs> See, hands on See, was that Hems? Yeah, just... Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, you were on one at the weekend, weren't you? You were angry. No. You were. Not at all. You were trying to fight the world. No. I, I tweeted about it Saturday night. I weren't. Yeah, I know you did. You literally were trying to... And even Brits was having a dig and everything. Completely calm. I, so I went through... I think it's off the back of losing, losing two games on the spin and yeah. Ross being six clear and... There we go, we'll see. pressure on Sarri. Come what may, eh? Come what may. But you did well. You yeah. did actually play well. Hey, guess who's back this week? Who's back? Billy. Big Billy. It's Big Billy work. back, is he? Yeah, That's quick, go. isn't it? Go, mate, both of them. Mako and Billy. Like anyone <laughs> else gets an weekend? injury, Newcastle away. Oh. I met Billy at a singles night a couple of weeks ago. What? I met Billy, Vodapola, at a singles night. Where? Weeks ago. Just down the road, actually, from here. A place called Tramp. I'm surprised you're single. I'm surprised you're single. I'm surprised you're single. He was wearing his high heels and all the rest of it. But and yeah, did, and did you wear your cricket jumper to that as well? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what I wore that night. I don't take selfies every morning. Mate. No. How did you bowl know. today? How did I bowl today? <laughs> right. Okay. So this jumper is actually class, and it's from Uniqlo, which I swear by. What's What's wrong with it? He turns up like he's just come out of court every week. No, I don't, very true, I've got, I've got Andy. Very, very true. true. Very true. I've he's got, been in court. I've got a job. Foreign sort of exchange money cup. Great company. Can we go away from all this business stuff and talk about, about tr- tramps? So right. Billy Vanapola was in. A, a, a nightclub called Trump for for singles. Oh, for a singles night, it's called Trump Social in London. Yeah, 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 Trump in London. Yeah, yeah, the nightclub. Yeah, yeah. And so, how does this work? It's a, because it's a members club. So you walk in and yeah, yeah. there's drinks on tap, and uh, you have to reserve. I think there's a, there's a members thing where you yeah, girls and boys. Is it? G- it's girls men, and boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll you'll meet loads of people there, and it's um yeah, it's just a singles night. You mingle, you get free drinks, you get canapes. Did you walk out with anyone? Um, I anything? got a couple of numbers, but this isn't about me. This is about rugby, so this is about Billy Vanapola. Did Billy Vanapola walk out with anything? I, I didn't see him. I didn't see him. No. You're telling me you saw him walk out with Dave? Uh, <laughs> you said he had high heels on and everything. I said I, he had high heels on. I did say that. Yeah. Okay. So Billy so, Vanapola walked out. You can take my word for it. With Tits Billy... McGee from Belfast. <laughs> why is Billy Vanapola going to a singles night? Spreading his wings. I can't imagine he has too much trouble I, in I that can't. area. So I, I went out with him in Cheltenham. I you were telling the story the about when yeah. you know in the showers and everything. Go on. What about him? Go on, no, you tell the story, go on. Hung like a squirrel, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but he drives a Range Rover. So, yeah, I was out in Chantham with him the other, the other week, and I weren't really drinking. And Moo-moos, the amount Moo-moos, of, Yeah, Moo-moos, yeah. Moo-moos, the amount of people coming up for photos. I'm there, like the security guard taking the photos. I'm like, I'm the face of fucking player layer. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a, he's and you're asking me to take pictures. We are missing him, aren't we, England? Oh, mate, you can hell of a player. We'll get on to that. We'll get on to that, that shortly. Uh, before before we get on to the Six Nations, I just want to go back because uh, we've got Darren in the studio. I want to talk about coaches and um, I suppose uh, Joe Smith, someone that you've worked with quite a bit. Oh, you, you're talking about a Kiwi again, aren't you? There yeah, we go. yes, yeah. I am. That's exactly. <laughs> it's a bloody good coach, yeah, though, to but, be fair. Yeah. No, we were just saying uh, before his record since he's come to Ireland. He's won uh, the European Cup twice, won the Challenge Cup once, a couple of leagues, back to back Six Nations, and. He's a pretty, he's a scary guy. We were Brendan Mackin was saying on the Celtic pod how scared he is of him, and yeah, really? everyone's petrified of him. <laughs> he comes across on TV as this nice um, old granddad, you know. He's just well, Brendan, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, Brendan said in the Celtic podcast that he loves cats and he has cats in his car. And I stuff. didn't know about that. that. 
I wasn't sure about that. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. But he is meticulous with his preparation. I've never... I actually remember being in Ireland squad once. Obviously, I wasn't playing. Uh, <laughs> but, and we are playing Scotland at uh, the Viva a couple of years ago. And he harped on about Big Jim all week because he hated the... Uh, really? sort of, he hated the, the foot going through the rock and he just hated all the stuff Big Jim got up to. He just... He was... He had a... It's one of those ones where you get... You know you get the young guy in training to put yeah, the scrum hat and the tackle yeah, suit on. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember just... just Smalley ever do that Mark McCall yeah he used yeah. to do that you, you know Chris Henry who plays at Ulster yeah when he was about I don't know 23 whatever he was and he was this young back rower full of beans and he used to come to training and he used to go uh, just go through our plays here and uh, Chris put on your scrum hat and a tackle suit so basically Chris's job was to <laughs> fly in the <laughs> side in non-contact people. put the foot just through the kick the ball down, you be Jim Hamilton or whoever you are you be the disruptor and then someone like Neil Bears would just rip his head off oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's epic horrible but he has, he's full on profiles on every player like even uh, he'd be saying oh so and so steps off his left foot uh, 90% the of the time yeah the yeah. detail of it he, essentially he tries to make rugby like it's there's so many variables in the game he tries to make it a science yeah. so he thinks that if you know 60% of the time your opposite number kicks the ball or doesn't kick the ball or whatever that you have more chance of getting the better yeah. of him and that's Equality coach, you, you have not heard a bad word said about him as a I coach. No. You only hear amazing things, and he's probably the next New Zealand coach, isn't he? Yeah. So you know the thing about him as well. He's known for these fancy trick plays, yeah. And these plays and being quite innovative when in it comes to sort of put, slipping. Carney scored a handful of tries slipping through inside yeah. that guard defender, whatever you want to call it. But his whole thing is just based on gain lines and quick ball. Yeah. That he everything is based on that and. We saw on this championship for some reason, like CJ Standard's been one of the best players in the Northern Hemisphere how this see, season. How could he? Oh, but that, as, that a, first as, a, as a proper Irishman, how do you feel about <laughs> Safa? It's, like, it's like an uh, Englishman playing for Scotland. Well, group. he knows more the Irish anthem than I do in front of him. Right, Andy? That's it, that's it. <laughs> uh, but first half against Scotland, for some reason, he, he just couldn't, they couldn't get that gain line and quick ball, and they looked clueless. And then against Italy and France, they go back to plan A, just flipping, get him over the game line or one of the big lads, quick ball, and then wrecking teams. Yeah. Is there any way that he would get into a, we need a coach for the filthy 15, any way he would? Probably <laughs> not. I can't imagine can't Joe imagine. Schmidt's filthy, but you must have a... a Absolutely sword. not. We had one uh, coach who wanted to have a quick chat about this boy, uh, Mark Anscombe. He's now a coach of Canada. And, uh, cowboy? Yeah, the cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> filth. Oh, filthy, mate. He's an absolute legend of a bloke. If he if he was on, I'd have him in charge of the coach. I'd have him saying where it's going, where we're stopping, <laughs> what we're doing. He was a, his, and his son's actually a top bloke as well. I don't know if he's loose. Mark Anscombe, yeah. Uh, Gareth. Gareth. Oh, Gareth. Oh, Gareth. Yeah, Andy, don't worry, mate. This is rugby. This is rugby. <laughs> and, it's, and he plays for Wales and not New Zealand. But he wasn't good enough, so. Try not to, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to stitch him up, sorry, but... There's a couple of times there was one t- uh, we were playing at uh, Kingspan or Ravenhill as it was known there and we are playing Treviso which is if you're challenging for the league that's your five points you've got to be dishing them up so we've come in a full time we've drawn so for us trying to get in the playoffs shocking that's result terrible, isn't it? Uh, well it's, it's not great now we're playing them this Friday so <laughs> if you're listening in Treviso <laughs> apparently they do um, so he's come in a full time and he's sort of opened the beer and he's gone oh fuck Fucking shit performance, but fuck, a win's a win. And everyone's looked at him and gone, is this guy for real? Like, is it? And then someone's pulled him to one side and gone, look, Mark, we've, we drew the game. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark's gone, oh, fuck, that's pretty shit. Just and we're no like, idea. tell us about it. Like, uh, <laughs> was he on, the, on the piss the night before? Uh, he would have been, and he'd come in. He was, do you know one of those coaches, like Joe Schmidt, 
really technical, loves rugby. Like, Mark Anscombe just wanted guys who are hard as nails and wanted to get pissed afterwards. But there's a lot to be said for it. Oh, yeah, there is. Amen to that. Don't worry about the training, and he, just win and get on the pitch. Yeah. I think uh, these guys were chatting before about coppers in Dublin. We had a, we had a team night out in there once, and uh, <laughs> I just remember him. He was at the money machine, the ATM, and he was there trying to, he's going to, fucking money machine, fucking. He was trying to get money out with his hotel room key. <laughs> so he was so <laughs> twisted. So he was like, he, was, he is an unbelievable bloke, so he, he's got to be up there. See, a lot, a yeah. lot of coaches actually won't drink with the lads now, will they? Yeah, because that's seen as you got to keep that differential between mm. playing and coach. That's fair play to him. Loves the piss. Shame he's a Kiwi. Eh? It's a shame. And they're loose as well. They're loose on the pitch. The, the Kiwis. The story about him being called cowboy is something to do with wearing cowboy boots, is it? No idea. No oh, idea. I was. I thought this was going to be <laughs> no chance. <laughs> if you, you know, call someone a cowboy, it's like yeah, like, as in like no shit coach. <laughs> 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 hey, he's a cowboy. Uh, oh, he's just a Jim's words. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jim's words, a, not mine. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a cowboy. Let's look at the Six Nations. Uh, Italy, England is one big talking point there. Oh, um, the, the tactics from from Italy controversial, clever, very oh. clever. I, I'm going to start as an Englishman, and a lot of people from England. And we're surrounded here by a Kiwi, a couple of Irish guys, and a, and a, pl- a plastic Scott. Everyone in England's like, oh, what a disgrace. What, you know, how to ruin a game. Matt Dawson's comments were ridiculous on Twitter. He said, and I, a disallowed try because of the rock area is a farce. Hashtag joke. Yeah, that's actually, what he said. It, yeah. It's just, yeah. I actually think credit to Brendan Venter and guys that have been coached by him, thinks outside the box, Connor O'Shea, they were phenomenal. You know, to, and it's not a new law. David Pocock's tried it. Uh, in Nathan November, Hughes. Nathan, Nathan Hughes, Hughes did, did it for Wasps against against Toulouse in the Champions Cup this year. And Eddie Jones's comments after the game about, oh, it wasn't a game of rugby, if you're a fan, ask for your money back. He got outcoached. But what happened is England scored six tries and we win. But because we didn't see, as an Englishman, what was going to happen and how it happened, we didn't adapt. Our attacking game wasn't good enough to cope with it. And that's being outcoached and being outthought by a lesser team, which Italy are a lesser team. And I think... Tell you, Atotum, fair play. They came with a plan for 65 minutes. It, 65 minutes, it was 17 15 to England. And I was commentating on the game for Talk Sport, and it, you know, everyone's booing behind, going, he's offside, disgrace. That was really clever play. And actually, for three coaches that don't speak the language as their first language, Italian, and I've played with Cittadini, the Titan Prof, and I love him to bits, played with him at Wasps. He's one of the dullest rugby players in terms of penalties given away. And we've all played with them, haven't we? To, uh, to to be able to coach the Italian team when it's not your language, mm-hmm. your first language, to get them to play the way they did and sing off the same hymn sheet the whole time, complete understanding, I think is a credit to the coaches. And I think it's brilliant. And even Wayne Smith, the New Zealand assistant coach, one of the best coaches in the world, reputation-wise, has come out and said, that's you know, I thought it was amazing. Right, we've actually got uh, Stephen Ferris on the phone at the moment, uh, former Irish Ulster and Lions player. Um, Stephen, you would have watched that game. How would you have dealt with that? Uh, what about you, boys? All good? How are you, mate? We're, 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 we're sat here still drinking Carlsberg, mate. Someone's getting you filled in Carlsberg? on the way out. <laughs> yeah. Cans of Carlsberg. Red Bulls the last time I seen you. <laughs> Fez, he was just chatting about Teddy Von Tramp earlier. He's had a go oh, on it, hasn't geez. he? He's had a go on it, hasn't he, I think? Who's the, uh, you'd have a go on anything, I think, Jim, wouldn't you? Oh, no, 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 mate. Hey, I was young. I was young back then. I was young back then. Loved his heels. Her heels. Is, is she still knocking about in Ulster? Um, literally. That's yeah. literally. I haven't been out in Belfast in a while, so I couldn't tell you. But what? next time I bump in, bump in there, I'll say you were asking for. Mate, yeah, please do. Him or her? 
Um, we'll go with him, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so those tactics from uh, England and I don't think Stephen Ferris wants to talk about tactics, does he? he wants Jim's tactics. <laughs> Why have I got roped into this as, as if I've had a go on a transvestite? You did. Oh. <laughs> Cipriani style. <laughs> Cipriani style. Oh, God. Anyway, ruggers. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> Uh, how filthy is Darren Cave? Um, <laughs> as clean yeah, actually, as you, it's a, it's a genuine question. How, how filthy is Darren? As Cave? clean as you, Fez. Yeah, we spent many a many a night out together, a few days in Vegas. Um, Quiet. Yeah, we shared we shared the same room numerous times. So, share, yeah, did, you keep, keep else, uh, did you share anything else? Did you share anything else? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Both getting married in the summer, boys. Ah, head, oh. da- head down, oh. like it. Well, that's like what I mean. I'm, I'm married with two kids and I'm getting done saying that Titty Von Spice or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> is that in Belfast? My wife's going to be gone when I get home. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, mate, it was pre-back. Don't worry about it. Anyway, Ruggers. Yeah, we're, so we're asking you about the uh, Italian tactics against England. Is there yeah. any sort of way that you would have dealt with that? Um, I actually retweeted Matt Dawson's uh, tweet because I thought it was hilarious and he would get even more stick for it. But uh, yeah, I think it was good play. Like it was just really good tactics from Italy. If they had a came with the same game plan that they had against Ireland, then I think they would have got beaten by 67, 80 points. So they had to try something completely different, completely outside the box. And to con- continue doing it for like 70, 80 minutes of the matches over and over and over again, it was quite frustrating to watch. But at the same time, it is also very entertaining to watch because it's always good when you see the English struggling to kind of get their head around the laws Ew. and then see, see James Haskell like amazing one talk, talking talking to the referee like he's been around the block he should know the rules you know he played with Nathan Hughes who who was doing it at Wasps only a few weeks ago and just they just seemed all over the place they got it sort of out slightly at half time but it took them about 60 70 minutes to get to grips with it but very entertaining to say the least. What could you actually do to fix it? Like, what could you do to combat it? I'd just pick and go the whole way up the pitch. Keep the just, ball off the floor. That's the way forward. So yeah. don't, don't make a tackle. Keep the ball off the floor. Make mini malls or offloading around the contact. They've got a metre radius around the where the tackle is, where the Italian defenders can't go in. So there's a metre. You heard Roman Poit say because I think Dylan Hartley or James Haskell were like, oh, two metres. And they were like, no, no, it's one metre. So you've got a metre radius around where the ball is. Pick and go through the middle. England's attack was spread across the field. When you realise that's the tactic, you've got to bring everyone into that middle channel there. It's like the Jonah Loma rugby game. Pick and give. <laughs> pick and give and R1. And Fez, like a Demeter Mole. Well, yeah, Fez, yeah. Fez, question for you. Had, um, and it's, you know, I, I sat there and I thought, you know, back rowers and you, you know, they're all guys that like to smash people and, you know, compete for the ball. And it's all like a, a big man test, isn't it? But as a back rower, if a coach says to you, do not compete for the ball ever, and this is the tactics we're going to employ, how would you feel about that? Because you love the rough stuff around the rock time, right? Yeah, it depends. Like the Italians, obviously, they aren't as good as the English team, so they had to come up with something completely outside the box to to try and cope with what the English were going to throw at them. So I think it was a good tactic, but to play that system week in week out, I don't think it would be a good thing. And to be honest, I think the players would probably get pissed off with it after a while and say, "Hold on a second, we want to compete for the ball. You know, we want to get in and smash guys and." Um, it would it would just become a bit of a farce, I think. So I think Conor O'Shea again is going to have to come up with something new and um, get into their next match in two weeks' time. But for me, as a back rower, not competing for the ball, it would start to irritate me. Like, and um, yeah, I don't think I could do it week in week out. Hey, mate, I was going to ask as well. The boys will probably touch on Ireland a bit of rugby, but how's the book going? 
I've not read it yet. Is there any pictures in there? If there's pictures, I'll, I'll probably probably be able to Jim, read it. Jim but loves a picture book. I do mate. love a picture book. But there's um, a, a picture of you with your arm around Teddy Van Trapp. <laughs> 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 I can't have that line around the house now, so can true. I? <laughs> yeah, the books went well. Cheers. Yeah, um, it's when I did launch what September 2015, just before the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, hey, just get it like that. Timing. Um, timing. Uh, so it went well. Yeah. Good contract. Um, what's that? Sorry. Good contract or. Uh, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, pay for the house, didn't it? Pay for the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I didn't know uh, whether books were that lucrative because Chris Ashton, he sold, I think he sold 110 books. You can now buy it for, you know, like them, them bookshops. 99 pence. For 99p. A 99p book. It's not, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to be very, Paulie O'Connell's book would have sold very well. But you have to be yeah. top, a top of the range player. I, I got offered to, to write a book, um, turned it down. Um, because I, I, did, I just didn't think, I didn't want to expose my whole story of my whole life, and also you didn't want to sell it for ninety nine p. Exactly, and you'd save it for the rugby pot. There's four thousand people going to buy it, and four thousand people would have been just my mum and dad would have bought it. But there we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was hard work, boys. It was hard work. You, you I'm not going to lie. Like it was, uh, if if somebody was going to write a book, I'd tell them to have a conversation with me because a, a lot of lessons learned from it. Yeah. Uh, but it was hard, hard work, and it's not as lucrative as. Everybody thinks, unless you're Brian O'Driscoll or mm. Paul O'Connell, is going to sell 100,000 copies. Like so, um, yeah, it is tough, tough work, and I definitely won't be writing another one. That's for sure. Yeah, Fez, I read the book uh, when you sent me a copy. If I agreed to give you a shout out in the rugby pod, <laughs> and uh, the one thing actually struck me, having known you for 10 years or whatever the rest of it was, is how sort of tough a time you were having when you were injured for most of your career. Sort of towards the end, sorry, most of your career. That's apologies. He spent the, the last two years of your career just rehabbing, and and you always put such a brave face. I never realised you were having such a mental battle with yourself every day, but I thought that was one thing that came across in the book. I was quite surprised. Oh, mate, like you, you don't know. Like you, for me, you have to go into the workplace with a smile on your face. Like if you're just continuously dying, and that's what that's what you miss from the environment is just the crack, having the banter, having the laughs. Um, and when you go home, like you're on, a, you know yourselves, lads. When you're injured, you're on a different training schedule. You know you're in and out of the injured players group, and you, you know people are coming and going and getting fit. You know guys with ACL injuries are coming and going, and and you're still in this injured players group. And I just couldn't get out of it. And I knew as soon as I took the pitch uh, that first time uh, against Scarlets at home, like I was in trouble and. I'm, uh, I wasn't wasn't going to make it back try to play a few games but yeah everybody has to retire at some stage unfortunately I just had to retire a few years earlier than everybody else but that's the way it goes uh, you take it on the chin you move on but yeah it was a tough couple of years like and fortunately I had a good good group of teammates around me to kind of help me through it but look I wasn't depressed I wasn't like you know, <laughs> ready to get the news up, like, but it was uh, was was hard work at times. I mean, it's credit to you as well for writing it in the book and all stuff like that. It's pretty hard to talk about because everyone, you know, the whole thing now about um, depression and a few rugby guys committing suicide and stuff like that. It's actually you know, rugby type, rugby guys are meant to be these big, rough, tough animals that can handle anything. And I make credit to you for coming out. And I think it's uh, not coming out because that's wrong. It seems to be that Jim's come out, but I'm not saying anything. <laughs> But you know, yeah, for, for saying it and putting it in the public domain, mate, it's credit to you, mate. Oh, thanks very much. Good yeah. to you. Yeah, brilliant. You guys still haven't followed me on Twitter, mind you. <laughs> oh, he's, big, he's big time now. He just causes controversy so he can get more followers. Have I followed I follow you, don't I? You guys talk about the injured players group. I guess um, you know, it's it's not it's not a good thing to be in. When you're injured, it's like you're going into training sometimes with a coach, it's like you've murdered someone. Like mm. they're, they're, they're speaking to you. Like they're asking, "When are you fit? What are you doing? Oh, God, yeah. that, God, I don't know. You know, how have you got injured? 
oh, no idea, mate. Put me head where it hurts. Like, do you know what I mean? So just, or, or I touch think, up Dieter von Trump. Or <laughs> that's what I found being injured. Frustration was with the coaches. You almost found it personal sometimes, mm. as well as having the battle of trying to get back on the pitch as quick as you can, trying to stay in shape. Hold on, Jim. Trying to stay in shape. You wait until the catalogue comes out. <laughs> <Are you> <laughs> Who are you kidding? Stephen, uh, we've, we've got Darren Caven here, obviously. Um, you guys have been speaking. Have you got any stories about each other um, that you'd like to share on the rugby pod? Oh, jeez. No. Uh, any stories about Kiwi? He he's looking, oh, he's looking very nervous right now, actually. Uh, uh, did he buy your Carlsberg lad? Because he's one of the tightest men. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps a receipt every time he gets a, a drink or a packet of crisps at the shop he asked for a seat like everything goes through the business like he's uh, he's, uh, he's crazy tightest man you ever meet false accusation this is worse than Jim's lies about uh, about Brambleton yeah. what's Brambleton what lies today <laughs> Jack and Ori Jim Jack and Ori Jim yeah. Jack and Ori Fez is it the be- the- Fez what, remember, happened, what happened in Vegas? In Vegas? Uh, stays in Vegas. Yeah, yes, it does. does. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, I remember Fez told when Matt Williams was head coach of Ulster. Hell remember, of a coach. Yeah. Politician. He's a joke. Um, I remember Fez told him to fuck off in front of the whole group, and that give uh, that was a massive bit of satisfaction because he just didn't know. He was very like he was like a politician. Fez wasn't he? And uh, uh, boys, because guys. The moral of the story is, boys, I was like, oh, we fuck up. <laughs> he goes, he it goes, sounds German. <laughs> he did. Stevie dropped the ball in train. It was a crap pass. Uh, do you remember that, Fez? Yeah, and Matty yeah. goes, Stevie, keep the fucking ball up. And Fez is running back for the next trip. And he just turned around, Matty, fuck off, you're a dick. In front of the whole, and Stevie's broad Belfast accent as he does. And Matty Williams didn't know where to look. And he just went, the horse is back. Just that. <laughs> that Stevie's nickname was yeah, the horse, yeah. the thoroughbred. And then Matt Williams got sacked two weeks later. Happy yeah. days. <laughs> the horse and the cowboy. The horse and the cowboy. Stephen, uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, a real pleasure. And uh, and this is uh, anything you want to hit Darren with um, before before we go. Um, uh, thank you very much, and, and we'll let you, let you go there. Oh, thanks very much, boys. Here. Uh, Thanks for having me on, and uh, I'll hopefully catch up with you boys soon. Let's, get him, on, let's get him on a live show as well. What a lad, I'm on. Yeah. What a lad. Super rugby, rugby is back, guys. Did you watch any of that? Any any super rugby? I think no, nothing. Didn't watch any. Didn't watch any super rugby. It's tumbleweed. We don't know how it works. Yeah, no one actually does. No one actually does. Do we need to touch on that? We're going to touch on that. Hurricanes Hurricanes dominated the Samoans, and that Ioni was decent. Jaggy was head of win. Yeah, move on. Rico Ioani hat trick. No one cares about Super Rugby anymore because there's about 45 teams in it, and <laughs> no one knows who they're playing, what league they're in, and Super Touch. Here we go. Let's talk about any gossip, any behind the scenes, any contract negotiations that you guys know that are going on. Jim, you've always got something. I've got one big one to finish it with, but you've always got something. Oh, yeah. You see. Talking of Super 15, mm. I thought I was fucked. <laughs> Jeffrey Bungle Parlin. Has he gone there? Melbourne Rebels. Signed? Fair play. Signed, sealed, delivered. Will Barrow. Sand sealed, delivered, wheelbarrow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that or not? What you mean? Wheelbarrow of cash. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wheelbarrow of out. Like sand really? sealed, delivered, wheelbarrow. So Jeff Parlin. Melbourne I've heard Rebels. Melbourne is one of the really? coolest cities in the world. It has so. been there. Buy out of a jumper. Buy a great jumper there. Mm. <laughs> You'd actually yeah. fit in well with your cricket, cricket jumper. There. Yeah. Are you going the to a funeral? Thing. Because my jumper is significantly better for this time Ooh. of year. Well, All I'm going to ask you: Are you in a catalogue? No, no, you're not. I'm in a catalogue. Player layer. So any other news gossip? Um, <laughs> big, uh, I'm a big 
big Dan too. He was at Ulster for about eight years, so I'm a big chum of him. He's way to Bristol. Bristol's. As Bristol's. It's here. Turned into a massive Bristol fan all of a sudden. What, like a, seeing top, him do well. what a top lad he is. Oh, he's a, he is an unbelievable bloke. Yeah. And uh, obviously, everyone likes to see Super Gav doing well. Yeah. Uh, so I'm turning into a Bristol's fan, and he's, uh, he might have had a. There's a couple of boys interested there. Apparently, Pat Lamb's trying to. From his Connacht days, is trying to throw the checkbook at Ian Madigan. So Mads yeah, will, oh. will be on the WhatsApp to me saying, I mean, "One guy sent in a, a question on social media there. What do you think about Madigan going for? What's He's just all that sort of money. Like how much? It's five hundred grand, is the rumor. Five hundred yeah. grand. Yeah. It says half a mil at, at Northampton. Mil. Goal kicking uh, ten. Yeah. Sale as well. Sale are keen on him as well. Oh Madigan. Yeah. Mm. He's handy. He's noted. He's gone to the. He's uh, He's gone to the owner at Bordeaux and said. They don't. The coaches don't rate me, so I'm out of here. He's a cla- he's, he's he was on the player. show the other week, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good yeah. lad. Good Sit lad. Ba- 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 <laughs> Is that sound French or not? Or no, German? No, no, no. Good job. That, that sounded like Chinese or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit, uh, met up with Tom Court this afternoon, who's at London Irish, and he says they have a hell of a club, by uh, the way. Apparently, they have just a couple of boys. He they've says got... he hasn't seen Goody since pre-season tour last year. That night, he said they were doing army conditioning during the week. I was watching. And at the end of the week, they had a massive piss up, and he said he Goody tried to scrap half the team, and he hasn't been seen since <laughs> <laughs> they got relegated good luck Les. how is the championship Irish anyway? so where's, where's Tom Court going he's he's not going anywhere Retiring, he said actually he wanted uh, Goody to see to have a contact to get him another gig ah, he said there's okay. no money left at London Irish because there's a couple of uh, names well, Jim, Hamilton. Jim Hamilton Jim Hamilton I've to heard Irish. they're making some huge signings like some, some of the Adam biggest Ashley, names Adam Ashley Cooper some of the biggest names in world rugby I don't know I just what the rumour mill we'll see anyone else uh, Goody, who you got? Who I've you got, got a great one. Come on, then. Go on. I've got a great one. Leicester Tigers. Hang on. Director of rugby. All right, I don't know it. So Leicester Tigers are flying over Matt O'Connor. No one's mm. no one's mentioned it in the press. Matty O'Connor? Matty O'Connor. They're flying him back from Australia. He's going to get the job. I reckon he's going to get the job. Yeah? Big news. It's not... Uh, rugby paper yesterday were talking about Van Graham, the uh, South African assistant coach. Uh, he's not getting the job. He's out of it. Matty O'Connor. Yeah. Was he, t- he at the Bennett? Uh, he was at, he's, he's, no job. He was at, he was at the Reds. He was at Leinster um, way back when, yeah, was Yeah, so he left Leicester, fell out with Cockers, as everyone did. Not me, mate. No, you love him, don't you? Jim? I love Jacobs. Cockers. Edinburgh. Hey, how are you going to be? Edinburgh, are you going there now? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. The homecoming. I, I just don't know what's happening. The homecoming. All. Anyway, so there's massive rumours Matt O'Connor is going to be the head coach slash director of rugby at Leicester next year. They would have only gone. Leicester are flying big. him back, so it's not as if he just dropped the CV on an e- on an email. Has he, he turned left or right on that plane? He has turned left, mate. First class. Feet up, feet up, champagne in hand, and the shape on him. I like him. Good shape on him. Before we, any more rumours? Any more gossip? Before we get on to the good, the bad, the ugly, have we got anything from social media? Actually, one guy tweeted in this week with a really interesting tweet that I think we should take up. A guy called Adam said, "What will be the forfeit if England or Scotland win in two weeks' time?" I think between you guys, I think Scotland's going to win. We've touched on England and a little bit of Ireland. Let's go back to Scotland. How good? Didn't I tell you? So we started started the podcast. I said with the foundations that myself and Kelly Brown have put, in, <laughs> have put into that team, it's about time it's starting they to come fruit. to fruition. Of yeah. course, up to what are they fifth? Yeah, in fifth, world in the world, yeah, fifth in the world. Like, just look what we've done for that country. <laughs> There's nosebleeds everywhere. There's nosebleeds <laughs> north of the border. They're like, fuck it. All, what's this? <laughs> all I'm saying is, is there a key to the city in Edinburgh? You ain't getting it. Take it. <laughs> no, hey, they were good. Tim, though, Tim they? Vish, Tim Schwisser hey. gets it. How good was he? And I, t- I tweeted him as well because he has got hands like dildos when the ball goes up. <laughs> <and down>. no, <laughs> normally, he took, he took George Best North thing, to the cleaners. Best thing was the try-saving tackle though on yeah. Jonathan Day. Uh, Reese Webb, wasn't it? 
yeah. in, in the corner. That that was a massive turning point. Because yeah, exactly. And she was, uh, pulled north they, pulled north into touch. Ragdolled him, didn't he? Fair play. How good was Tommy Seymour again? Yeah. Oh, Tommy Boyd, as Eddie Butler called him. Oh, Tommy fucking that, Boyd. Who's about? Tommy Boyd, big fella? Yeah, uh, you weren't happy with the commentators Just, again, were you? So cheap. He fl- he fl- he grew up and flip. Mm, yeah, he's oh. also boy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. We let him go. Mate, are any of you Scots actually Scottish or? He's I, born, I'm he's more born in America. He was born in America. Talked yeah. about the skipper this week. Skipper who? Skipper of Scotland. Barkley. Yeah. I texted him today. He said they went out until six in the morning. They're absolutely fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so he said uh, Ryan Wilson. Well, Ryan Wilson got right six. His missus was raging. And uh, I said to Barkley, what are they doing? We just said he took a bag of bother dome with him. After beating, after beating <laughs> Wales. Bit, well, 10 good. years, isn't it? You know, yeah, like, I beat him. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, beat him at home. 2007, obviously, 10 years ago. Well, just checking check your maths, Mrs. Uh, Goode yeah, and all Goode, that. Mrs. Goode was my <laughs> teacher. My mum used to teach him. Just, I reckon they'll beat England. Yeah, Darren, you're impartial. Uh, if you took if you took everything um, out of you know, just what you've seen in the Six Nations so far, who would you think is going to win this game? Firstly, um, I, I think Scotland are brilliant. Like uh, Glasgow have been spanking us the last couple of years in the Pro 12 and Finn Russell gets going, he's zipping that ball, he's oh. shirt hog, they're flipped, they are class. But I think England have got a couple of good games in them. I th- like England haven't played well yet. No. England have been crap the last three games and yet they're winning. I, I was surprised the amount of flack the players come in for. I think it's a very unorthodox tactic the Italians use. Mm. Like, what do you do? Not, uh, I, don't think I thought Eddie Jones players. over the top, and we're pro. We're pro Conor O'Shea yeah. and anti England, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I think England have at least. Well, I I think the Scots are going to struggle. I think England are going to come good, especially if Big Billy gets yeah, back. Big Billy bollocks. I'm back. A, I'm a, Billy we, bollocks we, me all I'm happy to. I, I'm not allowed to bet. Not allowed to put money because I'll be fucking loaded. <laughs> <laughs> if I was betting on the, this champion, I think Scotland would beat England. We should have. We good. should have a bet on this and a forfeit, shouldn't we? Do you I'm think we should actually get him to eat a pie? On the sidelines of a Saris game, get sacked and um, put some bets on it. Eat a pot. Did you not? Did you not see the story yeah. last week of the Sutton guy? Well, I'm gonna, I'll get sacked. I've just told you I am the face of player there. If I'm seen doing that, <laughs> shit, my contract's going to get ripped up. You know what I mean? We Can't do be need, doing that. So we got we'll, we'll come up with a forfeit. Maybe, maybe some, forfeit. some, send it, some send, people. We'll come send in some suggestions. Yeah, yeah. tweet us at the rugby pod. We've got two weeks. We've got another pod next week. We've got something lined up potentially with whether whether or not we air this or not, but. Um, I own the own part of the restaurant over the road called Mac and Wild. What percent? One percent? Two percent? A fair share. Enough to get some burgers sent at some well, point. Mate, we've been here for how many? Yeah. It's been a lot of time. Like, this is like pod twenty four, and I haven't had a fucking burger. <laughs> That's why I came over. <laughs> 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 for, for a burger. Darren's flying over on his own. He's not wheel, really a slide, wheel. mate. No. We'll fly over next week. But what they're planning on doing is, and I've spoke to Goody about this, is we're going to Hampstead Heath Park. Goody's um, agreed go, to it. it. I think Ham- Hampstead Heath Park. Mm. We're going to bring over Teddy Von, what's her name? Trump. Teddy, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of weird people around Tits there. McGee. Well, Goody's promised that he's going to run around in a haggis, and I'm going to be running around in a kilt being the passionate true Scotsman that I am. I'm going to be hunting him down. And basically, I'm going to put you into next week into a bush. <laughs> Mate, be, if it's anything like what you did to George Knott, you are, I'm not worried at all, because he filled you in, didn't he? Mate, I'm killing him next time. <laughs> I'm putting him into next week. Let's go to the good, the bad and the ugly. It's brought to you by Folk to Folk, um, who uh, a local UK business and um, they help UK businesses by linking them up with local investors and it's a great company and allows businesses to raise funds without going through a bank and they're all about helping companies uh, crack on. So if your company are looking to borrow, lend or um, anything else, just check them out at folktofolk.com and let them know that you've heard about them through the rugby pod because they're helping us come to you every week during the Six Nations.
Yeah, we'll start with the goo then, obviously. And, you know, Jim's here, loving Scotland. We've got to talk about Scotland. We've just spoken about them. Their first win in 10 years. Tim Schwisser. First win in 10 years. Against over Wales. Over Wales. Not not just their first win. It's not been many, to be fair, but we'll give them the first win over <laughs> Wales in 10 years. Tim Schwisser was outstanding. Schwisser. Schwiss. <laughs> Uh, Do you know why we call him Schwiss? Yeah, listen, I, I was scared to come on the show after that abuse he took. <laughs> and then when Vardell came on in the bath, oh, I was wow. thinking, jeepers. Was a bit weird, wasn't it? <laughs> a big he was doing things. He yeah. was doing things he shouldn't be doing on yeah. live podcasts. Anyway. Schwisser, shit lad. Scotland outstanding. Uh, is, you know, we talk about Schwisser, try saving tackle on where we, we've touched on it. They're outstanding. Nosebleeds everywhere, ranked number five in the world now. Celebrating that, number five. God, they, they're the best team to watch at the You're moment. Not even on the podium, but fair play. We are Scotland Bravehearts coming out over the next two weeks, isn't it? The boys will be going well, isn't it? Apparently, um, Vern was running down Princess Street in a mankini. <laughs> just what I heard. Just what I heard. Killing rabbit, killing rabbits <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, that, that was Scotland were pretty good. Uh, Italy's tactics at the breakdown, I absolutely loved it. And for every English fan that were saying, "Oh, it ruined the game and stuff like that," I think that's innovative. I think it's thinking outside the box, and it's basically, I think. Conor O'Shea and Brendan Venter especially it was his idea they outcoached Eddie Jones because Eddie Jones ultimately is the attack coach and our attack was poor off the back of it they didn't know how to cope with it that was pretty good and what do you think about Eddie Jones's comments no I think well I think it was a little bit disrespectful to be honest and we'll come to that in a minute okay. Um, okay. talk about Jimmy Gopeth three tries for Wasps top of the league there was there was, there was absolute outrage when he signed for Wasps you know what are they thinking signing him only outrage in my house because I got sacked. Mm. Didn't get sacked, I just didn't get my contract <laughs> renewed. Uh, anyway, Jimmy comes out, he's a great player. He's probably been their best player this year and potentially last season as well. Hat-trick at the weekend, Moscow. Six points clear of Saracens out of that field, Jim. Come what may, mate. Yeah, come what may, let's get to the playoffs. Yeah, we'll there we go. We, we hammered Bristol's last week. We hammered Bristol's. They got the, the bad last week for their capitulation at Leicester. They beat Bath first time in 11 years. Yeah. Big Gav, three penalties and a drop goal. Tanned up to the max. Has he been that injured? Big yeah, guy. first game back. Yeah. Spray tan. Spray tan the lot. He was there. 12-11, the first win for, for Bristol's in 11 years over Bath. Big rivals. But there's only one person you can go to this weekend for the good. Ramon Poit, the referee. He actually he out-bantered the self-proclaimed Archbishop of Banterbury, James Haskell. He's <laughs> 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 absolutely ruined him. Haskell's like, oh, what are the laws? What do we do? I am the referee. I am not your coach. <laughs> Maybe Borat. speak to him at half time. He is boring. He Borat. has more experience coaching than me. <laughs> I loved it. Fair play to him. He yeah. got it. And to be fair to him, you watch the game back, he got pretty much every decision right around whether it was a ruck, whether it was just a tackle. And to have the cojones to... Twic- I was there at Twickenham. The crowd were going wild. And for a referee to say, no, it is not rock, it is tackles. <laughs> <laughs> so why, why was Hass going up to him? So what he was not Borat, the captain. What was Borat doing referring Borat, the game? Borat was there, he was all over the place. But, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> you will never get this. <laughs> That's what he basically said. You'll never get the rules. Um, what was Haskell going up to? So Haskell and Dylan Hartley were going up to them going, but what can we do? Oh, dildos. Haskell... <laughs> Haskell wanted to fill anyone in. He was like, I'm going to grab him and grab him into the rock, yeah? And he's like, you cannot do that either. <laughs> <laughs> it was just amazing to see. So the goo this week goes to Roman Poit. I thought the way he handled the game, the way he spoke, and normally we talk about referees and they get a bad rep and all that stuff. And best referees in the world, probably Wayne Barnes. He has a bit of banter most games. And Nigel Owens as well. Um, you know, 
but Roman Poit, French ref, speaking English. You'll never get this. You'll never Mate, we'll get this. La 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 la. And then after sixty minutes, they get this. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Roman Poit. And then with the bad. You talk about Wales, their second half performance up in Edinburgh. That was pretty terrible. Talk about general goal kicking at Twickenham. Owen Farrell, four from eight. Never yeah, seen that what? in my life. I saw that. that missed, was, one, missed one from straight from the sticks. That was pretty bad. But Italy, one from not. five from the kicking tee as well. So yeah. goal kicking at Twickenham was pretty bad yesterday. We talked about it earlier. Matt Dawson's tweet saying Italy ruined the game and saying that world rugby will have to change the laws because Italy couldn't compete at that level. What a load of garbage. Man, no wonder he's got 260,000. That's all. And then, mate, one I've of got my, to be more controversial. Mate, one of my best tweets. <laughs> yeah. I responded yeah, to him. Back. I saw that. Responded to him, hammered him. So don't you mean it's actually good coaching and fair play to Conor O'Shea? How many more followers you got off the back of that? Loads, man. I've got like 3,000 retweets. That's oh, what you got to do, Jim. I need to get into need this. Need go. Yeah, controversy. But that's well, not I think bad. I might be getting a few more after the transvine. <laughs> <laughs> but the bad's got to go to Eddie Jones. He's outburst in his interview after the game. Uh, I thought it was a little disrespectful saying, if you're an English fan, go and get your money back. And, you know, it wasn't a game of rugby. We're going to go and do a training session now. I just thought, when you get out coached and... England won the game, we scored six tries, we got there in the end. You've got to put your hand up and go, I was out thought, and we've all played the game. Sometimes you look back on a game and go, geez, that team came up with something we didn't expect, didn't know how to cope with it. And you go back to David Pocock, we talked about it earlier, Paul Gustard's comments pre-Australia, the last game, the Autumn Internationals, Pocock did it the week before against Ireland, and uh, Paul Gustard said, we've got a plan for it, it's not a problem. Four months later, we didn't have a plan until the end. I just think that he's undercut himself there. He just seems like it's all about him. Mm. Yeah. It, must be, it, must be, it must be tough if you're a referee and the coach comes to you on a Thursday or Friday and says, listen, we're going to essentially change this game and 80,000 people are going to be screaming, blaming you for being a crap mm. game. Mm. Everyone's going to blame you for being a bad spectacle. <laughs> I thought he did okay. And it was the interesting uh, thing that they, they went to him before the game and told him they're going to do yeah. it. It's perfectly is, legal as well. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not so, his fault. And the, and, the, and the big thing is, Eddie Jones runs the attack for England, so he's the attack coach, as well as obviously head coach and all that stuff. He runs the attack, and it was our attack that failed. Do you think he was feeling <coughs> humiliated? I think so. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think be. he'd be frustrated of how they very played. Very frustrated. Yeah, it was, a bit, it was a bit over the top though when he said that England needed to go on, England need to go and train. Yeah, I, I just I found it, and Eddie Jones has been brilliant for English rugby, not only in the way the team have played, but the way in the press and and you know the way the game's grown over the last year, the whole crescendo of. Hopefully we'll get to that game in Dublin and break the world record. No chance. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Two big teams is coming up against. Yeah, exactly. But the whole thing that where where Eddie Jones has taken England rugby from post to 2015 World Cup, when everyone was saying we're a shambles, to where we are now. But he's just let himself down, I think. There and he loves the press and he always puts little sound bites in there. And I just think you, sometimes you've been outplayed, you've been outcoached. You put your hand up and go, we didn't expect it. Fair play. It was perfectly legal. We all learn from it because other teams, you know, the Chiefs did it a couple of years ago in Super yeah. Rugby. Pocock did it. Nathan Hughes did it. We all talked about it. Eddie Jones just got he got the tone of it wrong because Conor O'Shea. You listened to his interview and he said if New Zealand did it, if England did it, if a big team did it, that everyone would be applauding. But because it, Italy did it and we've got hockey by sixty points over the last couple of weeks, mm. it's seen as a negative thing. But uh, I perfectly legal, I think. Good either is he like a football manager? Where he's constantly trying to throw out something ridiculous, yeah. and nobody English press are a bit cutthroat, <clears throat> and they always go after the players. Is he trying to take football managers do it all the time? Is he trying to say something ridiculous so nobody actually mentions the England players? Because mm-hmm. he seems to do that between well, campaigns. Good yeah, point. No, I agree. It's it's a great a good point. point yeah. And I, I actually think as a, and I played ten and and I played many games where I got it completely wrong. But when it's that obvious in a game that that's the tactic and that's what's happening the whole time, 
George Ford, Owen Farrell, you know, you've got to be in there and saying, actually, there's no point in all our players standing wide. You've got to bring it in. You've got to go pick and go. You've got to set up many malls around the breakdown. Proper rugby. Offload yeah. in. Like and, proper rugby, yeah. But as we said before, I think Owen Farrell is one of the best players in the Northern Hemisphere. That's the worst game I've seen him play yeah. for England. Yeah. Nobody mentioned it. Yeah. So maybe it was a smart move by Very, Eddie very, very good point. Yeah. I just, I, well, it was a smart move maybe, but disrespectful, I think. Yeah, um, it was. It, you know, the RFU have come out this week uh, today and said, you know, we're going to speak to World Rugby and try and get them to change the law. It's ridiculous. You know, what I love, Wayne Smith, all black assistant coach, has come out and said, pretty risky, but fair play to the Italians because, you know, every team now is preparing for that. So they will find a way of coaching it into the team to understand that if that is happening, this is what you do. And that's the art of coaching, it's sport. You're not, not going to get it all your own way every time. So that's what I think. Anyways, that's the bad, Eddie Jones. And then the ugly, there's only one thing to talk about. It's really ugly. I think we've seen it. Yeah, Ali Williams and James O'Connor. The whole issue in Paris. What is it about Paris? Dan Carter got done for drink driving last week. And I think there's a gig going at the next BBC game when France are playing, though, because Ali had that gig. So BBC will be yeah, cooked the job. Oh, come on, come on, Sadam, mon ami. Je suis français. When is it? I don't, even know, I don't even know who France are playing now because they're so bad. Oh, I'll, yeah, go. I'll, go. I'll go. They need an international former lock. There we go. Former international lock. Yeah. Former current player. I'm in. Anyway, we shouldn't just. Co- yeah, bad. That's what was it? Good. Cocaine? Well, we, Heroin? Do we know? Is he even out of custody? He's in custody the whole now, weekend. What's well, yeah, what's happened? Uh, Ali didn't apparently didn't take any. He attempted to buy it. So he his test was negative. He was the broker. He was the broker in the deal. He dropped uh, it. James O'Connor tested positive, apparently. So, uh, but it's not it's not good for the game, the image, and all that stuff. So we'll call that the ugly, and then we'll just move on. There was another ugly incident. Did you see the grassroots stuff that's going around now, where they scored a try, and the opposition guys goad in the linesman. Next thing, puts them into next week, knocks them oh, clean I didn't out. See it, no, really? Yeah, somewhere up north, I think I saw it on social media. Social media, Andy. You see? Uh, social media. That's right. No, yeah, I didn't. Know. He's playing cricket, mate. He's been watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Following yeah. cricket. Too many singles <laughs> parties, mate. <laughs> hey, can I just mention a, a good thing? Because I know Warren Gatlin's a huge fan of the show. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, on another podcast that's ranked about twentieth or thirtieth, Flats and Shanks. Good Gatlin guy, was on good there. Good guys, those two, though. Yeah, the good, good lads. Yeah, good lads. But they had Gatlin on. Yeah. He said he's going to take. Uh, a wild card on the Lions tour. A good lad who can drink, who doesn't mind transgenders, who doesn't mind... <laughs> Fucking hell, you're injured. La- so do you think he's going to dip into our filthy 15? You never know. I think that's know. what he's I think followed. where Jim's going he's with this is maybe him, dipping into the rugby pod. Yeah, I think I think I, we, we go into the circle. I believe. I believe. I might have said before that you, I didn't think the Lions... And you're going. All right, Jim. I'm not saying that. Say, are, you, are you saying that? Have you got a Facebook page named after you go to go on the Lions tour? <laughs> If I made one like you, you made that. I made one like you did. Apparently, I He's sitting there during the podcast updating it, mate. Yeah. Apparently, I have. Do you so. reckon he will, Jim? Do you reckon you could sell yourself in maybe maybe thirty seconds to why you should be going on? Well, the you trip? put you put me on the spot now. As long but as, as, long as t- Titty Van Tramps come, like finish, you. finish off the show with why you should be going on the Lions tour. Warren, how you doing, me old mucker? I know you didn't take me last time in two thousand thirteen, even though you told me that I was definitely going, and I forgive you. You want to take a player that genuinely believes that the Lions can beat the New Zealand in New Zealand against the best team in the world, Warren. Jesus Christ, mate, I believe. I really do believe. You don't need to pay me, but it'd be nice because I've heard you're getting 70 grand a player, so I would like to get that. You want to take a guy that's not bothered about playing test matches. I'm not that keen to play the test matches against New Zealand, I'll be honest. Midweek smash in the pishing down rain for a bit of mauling and brawling and scrummaging. I'm in. I'll take the Carlsberg tins. I'll carry the bags. Just please take me on the fucking tour, mate. All right. I need to go. Warren, I love you. And hopefully, I'll hear off you soon. 
please call me. Are you crying? I'm not crying, no. No, I'm not crying. No, I just want to go. Um, thank you very much. Is that the end of the show? Thanks very much for coming, guys. Ruby Pod. Pod. Cheers. Pod, pod. Cheers. Cheers.